last one of the year. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Christmas is over. That's right. I'm not sure about Hanukkah. There are I don't know either. So many nights that I'm not quite sure what night we're on. How many nights are there? Oh, don't don't ask me that question because I feel out of touch not knowing. It's either eight or twelve. Well, I we have seen many menorahs in our time. So how many candles are there? Eight or twelve. Okay, good job. We are talking about how I did nothing for Christmas this year. Yes. And my weakness as a father and a, as a husband. Right. No. 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 Oh. There's no weakness. Oh. My challenges. Uh, it's no. It's not that you're challenged. It's that you are unaware of how much goes into Christmas. That's right. And we're also going to talk about how um, I saw a nightline and they talked about how men who have babies have less testosterone and mm. how that affects everything. Does that scare you? Not at all. But it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah. And we're brought to you by Avid, uh, painting remodeling, and Poofin, soft plushy toy. Yes. So Poofin.com and avidco.net. So let's get into it. Okay. Um, I had a realization that you uh, basically did everything for Christmas, and I literally, other than bringing the boxes down from the <laughs> attic, like I didn't, I didn't put ornaments on the tree. Like I really, did, you didn't put any ornaments on the tree. No. Wow. I didn't. But that was when. Remember the the blog I wrote about, or we talked about on the show how I left in the middle of putting up ornaments and went to yoga mm -hmm. and you were left there with the girls. You didn't put any ornaments on the tree Not while I was one. gone. Not wow. a single one. That's really, was that an act of defiance? No, I just don't think I, I'm not big into ornaments on trees. I'm, I'm kind of a little Ebenezer Scrooge, I guess. You're a little grinchy. Um, but there was other things that I felt could, the girls couldn't do that I could do like moving boxes from the basement to the attic. Mm -hmm. They can't do that, but mm -hmm. they can put ornaments on the trees, and it's something they enjoy. But I guess my question would be, and you know, you got to go deep with this one. Do you really? Are you really thinking? Oh, those are things the girls can do. Or are you really just choosing to do what you want to do? I am trying to be as efficient as possible. Okay. And for me to expend energy putting ornaments on a tree um, that the girls can do just as well, if not better than I can, then and they can't put boxes from the basement up to the attic, I would rather do that. So there's no defiance. It's okay. just something I'm trying to be productive. Okay. Shocker. Okay, yes. I, I am shocked by the fact that you're trying to utilize your time in the most productive fashion. That's right. Because you never do that. Never. Except all the time. No, not this week. We're on vacation we're, this we're week. We're in Florida. We're lucky enough to be in Florida. Yeah. And we're going to tell some stories about what happened here in Florida too, I think. So far, because we've only been here a few days. Just a few days. A few more days of relaxation. So going back to the Christmas and the idea of... I didn't uh, buy any gifts. Yeah. I You know, and... Really, for as much as I really enjoy Christmas, I'm not over the edge about Christmas. Mm -hmm. I decorate, but I don't decorate too much. Yeah. In my family and in your family, we're pretty low-key about the gifts. We don't do much for the adults. It's more about the gifts for the children and then little things for your mom or my mom or whatever. So we're pretty – and it's also my sister's birthday on right. Christmas. Well, let me get into that really quick about sure. all the things around Christmas. So it's Lara's birthday around Christmas. It's best Jessica's friend. birthday around Christmas, another best friend. It's my sister's birthday around Christmas. And who else? I don't want to forget Baby anybody. Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus's birthday. I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, and well, Manisha's is at the end of the month. But anyway, there's a lot of birthdays too that yeah, I think so about during the month. Cooking. So there's a lot of gifts to buy. There's a lot of things to think about. And um, even though it's not over the edge per se, so there's a lot of planning that needs to occur or a lot of thoughtfulness about what these gifts are going to be. And um, I sometimes joke with Todd every year about how he has no idea 
because not only do I have to go buy them, think about what I'm going to buy, go buy them, I also have to wrap them and then ship them to Florida because we always go to Florida. So when that process is going on, I often joke with Todd about, do you have any idea what we're doing or what what we're giving to people? And, and he think, never does. I think I observe it, but I don't take into consideration how much work goes into it. Well, and like this year I said, what do you think about your sister? And you said, I will take over taking care of my sister. And Check. then I asked you about three days before we were about to leave, what did you get your sister? And you said, I didn't do that. You said, I'm working on it. <laughs> Just like I was working on your present. And so I ended up getting some for your sister. We decided that we weren't going to get presents for each other right. because we've spent so much money on this house. Yeah. So um, I kind of panicked and got you something at the store in town here in Florida <laughs> two days ago. Like I totally pulled a last-minute Charlie thing. And it didn't fit. I don't even know what a last-minute Charlie thing I is. I don't know. I think you made a, that up. It was a last-minute thing. Um, well, I got you a little thing, but I ordered it in August, yeah. and I just hid it away because I knew it was something I wanted to give you. And then you, I think that's why you panicked is because there was something for you. But yeah. it was really small. I mean, it was. I know you liked it, but it was not like... It was this awesome comic strip. Uh, it was a plaque. It was like something. It's like a book frame, or not a book frame, a picture frame. It's a picture. It's a it's a plaque that you can make on Shutterfly. Right, and it was my guy Calvin and Hobbes, my guys, and it says the Dow of Todd. We'll I'll take a picture of it. and We'll post it on our Facebook. Yeah, it's just about Todd not being so intense and going back to his childhood ways because those are really who he is. Right. And now I have to remember that as an adult. Right. He, he's quit being so productive and moving boxes from the basement to the attic. Exactly. Be free. Be imaginative with Christmas. So getting getting back to the the Christmas part and the gifts is, uh, as you can tell the way I'm talking about it, really doesn't annoy me because I enjoy doing the Christmas part. I enjoy taking care of the gifts. And really, I, I don't think, this is going to sound mean, not, I wouldn't want to give it to you because I don't think you'd know what to get these people. Well, and I enjoy letting you do that. <laughs> Well, and see, and that's the thing is like, it's an, it's a crazy thing. This is why we're talking about it's a crazy thing for me to get angry about or say, oh, you don't pull your weight because really I wouldn't give it up to you anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something All that... All you're looking for is a little acknowledgement in the effort. Acknowledgement or just like, thanks for doing that. Or um, uh, if it's not a thanks, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You want to know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You are interested in what I got people. Or if I'm telling you, look at what I found for someone... Um, that you're, you listen to me, right. you know, if you completely have no interest in say, oh, I don't that's care about business. any of it, then that's annoying. Yeah. But, um, because when everyone opens, they say, thanks, Kathy and Todd. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, they're really saying thanks, Kathy. Well, it, the money is both ours, right. but the effort was definitely on my part. But again, going back to the purpose of this discussion, I would never give it up to you if you asked for it. Yeah, and I just think it's I, – I think I forget every year of how much work goes into all of it. Yes, and I think a lot of um, – and sometimes it's the man. I don't want to get too general with um, sex here, but most of the time the women get very into it and the gifts, and there's a lot of concern, and I have to do this and this and this and this. and So there is a lot of investment of not only time and money but energy mm -hmm. and, unfortunately, worry. Right. You know? Um, but what's nice, like this year I realized um, there's two people that I forgot that I normally buy for, and they're, they both may listen into the show. It's our neighbors. Uh -oh. It's the O'Keefe's and the Schultzes. And I realized as we were leaving for Florida, I was like, oh, I didn't get them a gift. And I thought, you know, after we come home around New Year's, I'll, if, you know, it's not about giving them something they necessarily need to open, but we'll bring over a bottle of wine or we'll do something like the stress is really unnecessary. Yeah, it's something you create. It's, it's not like the Schultzes and the O'Keefe's are don't saying, like us anymore. those <laughs> damn Adams people, they didn't get us anything. 
Um, so yeah, we we create this story in our head, right? Of they're going to think this. Or oh that. my gosh! And you know, I'm sure they 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 love us regardless of what we give to them for Christmas, right? And the same thing with say you forget for your teacher or for this or for that. You can always give it to them in the new year. You can always send them a note and say things got away from me, but here it is. I, I think we're very concerned about what if I forget and what does that mean? And I think that if you can step outside of yourself, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just when you remember, then you um, make the effort mm -hmm. and do something and maybe give them something even more thoughtful because you're not under the gun at a store buying something they don't need. Well, and I think it's, once again, you, we create a story in our head or like we're all watching our own movie and sometimes we come up with this idea of how the world's going to fall apart unless we do everything for everybody. Um, explain to everyone what it means to watch your own movie, where you got that from. Um, I don't know where I got it from. Oh, it's from either the Four Agreements or the Five Agreements, mm. if you've read either of those books. There you go. Um, watching your own movie just basically means that everybody is in their own head watching their own Set of, set of circumstances, watching it through their lens, experiencing things through the way they experience things. Little do they know that everybody else in the world is watching their own movie. So the way that we perceive the world is not the way the person next to us perceives the world. So we may assume this person thinks I'm an idiot or this person thinks I'm great and they're watching their own movie and they're thinking something completely different. Right. And the way I, whenever I use that phrase, watching my own movie, it's more, um, sometimes I get inside my head and I think about how other people are viewing me, um, say I, I, I forgot to give somebody a gift or something, mm -hmm. and, and I build this story in my head like, oh, my God, they're going to be so mad or whatever. And really, it's people aren't that concerned with you. They're not thinking about you. People are not thinking about you. The moral of Zen Parenting Radio is people don't think about anybody <laughs> other than themselves. Or at least as much as we think right. they we, do. Right. We have this thing like, oh, everything was going to change or they're not going to like me. Or, or they noticed what I wore or what I said and then we get all caught up in and it. And they're... they're you know, it's such a story that gets created, and if we could remind ourselves... It's a movie. It's just a movie, and we're watching ours, and they're watching theirs, and somehow we can, you know, bring it all together and make, make it make sense. But I, that, that helps me when I start, my, my head starts spinning out of control, worrying about things that are really beyond my um, sense of control anyways. And where that really comes into play, I mean, we talk about watching our, our own movie quite a bit, um, but it comes into play when you are holding on to a grudge or you're holding on to that person looked at me funny or you're holding on to that person thinks this about me and it, and it, 99% of the time is not even true, mm -hmm. yet you're, you're building your life around that thought, mm -hmm. and it is a thought. Um, you know, you're building your, your, your life around you watching your movie and thinking these things when that person is off doing their own thing. Right. And so you are wasting so much time and energy on something that's not even real to that person. It may feel real to you. Mm -hmm. But it's not real to the person you're angry at or whatever. And we could go down that path for a long time. That's really what forgiveness is all about. And right. it's forgiveness is not about forgiving another person in the way where you just you say to them, it's okay that you hurt me. It's that you let it go within yourself because... It's the amount of energy that gets consumed by holding a grudge. It does. When you forgive somebody, you're really giving yourself an opportunity not to waste this precious energy that we all have. We only have a certain amount of energy. And if we can forgive somebody, it gives ourselves permission to not hold on to it. You know, they talk about how when somebody gets bit by a snake, they don't get bit by the bite. It's, they, not, it's not the bite that harms it's them. It's the venom that uh, goes through your blood system that kills you. And, the, 
you know, metaphorically, what goes through your blood system is holding on to a grudge. So, it's so like the, when someone did something to you, that wasn't what hurt you. Right, it's not the act itself. It's the, the holding on to the act, processing it, going over it again in your head, worrying about it, creating it, making a story about it, watching a movie about it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it becomes part of who you are, and it's not even real. Yeah. It's not, it's the venom. It's not even real. Just so flap it out. Flap it out. Like we said a month ago. Like on our, a duck. On our duck thing. And you know, it sounds so simple because some, you know, I, people comment on things that we say on this show or when I'm, you know, giving a presentation, people will be like, that's too simple. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is that simple. <laughs> like I have no defense because I don't need one. It is that simple. And sure, there are times we need to stand up for ourselves or whatever it may be, but then that's it too. You're right. done. You don't need to quit. You don't need to keep winning. You mm-hmm. don't need to quit, uh, keep being right. right. Um, and, and, and as we say this, Todd and I practice this because we still don't do this all the time. Absolutely. It's very different to know something intellectually, to rationally know what a good decision is, and then in the moment make an emotional decision and make the right choice, whatever that right choice may be. A lot of times what, what I'll speak for myself, but what I do is I may go in the wrong direction. I may need to win or say something that maybe isn't kind. And then it's the awareness afterwards. It's like, do I need to apologize for that? Or how can I not do that as much? Or what was going on? What, what movie was I watching where I thought that was necessary? So I want to talk about a realization you had about my perception of money and your perception <laughs> of safety for our family. But before we do that, let's talk about Poofin real quick. Okay, Poofin.com. Um, Poofin is this... Well, first of all, we got three little Poofin charms. The girls did. We, we didn't did. get them. Each of the girls got three new Poofin charms for their Poofin and their pictures of their family. Yes. So I'm pumped about that because they're the ones that you can scan in a picture and get back a, you know, a little charm with family. But anyway, I know the holidays are over but this is a great New Year's gift. This is a great gift for anything. I'm trying to think what's coming up. Uh, um, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Um, any new Birthday, babies? Birthday, new, new baby. showers. What's um, a new shower? Baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> new person shower. New person shower. So anyway, it's the it's a pillow. It's soft. It's plush, and you get these charms that you put inside of it that represent the child and who they are. You know, it's things that you know the child is interested in, or you allow the child to pick out these things to put in to their poofin, and you and you let them choose charms over time. Yeah, have your kid get on the website and just have them check out the charms just mm-hmm. to see what they like, mm-hmm. and then kind of let that be your guide. Right, and you don't have to buy them right that second. No, you know, keep it in the back of your mind. Fun to play with poofin.com. Check it out, and then avidco.net. Um, painting. Remodeling through the Chicagoland area. Additions. Additions like they did with ours. And um, check them out. 630 956 1800. Because a lot of people are going to start thinking about doing their homes mm-hmm. now that we're getting, especially painting, you yeah. know, in the winter, changing things over. It's a new year. You at least have to call these guys mm-hmm. because, and girls, um, there's women there too, because they do a great job. They're trustworthy and they have great input too about colors and mm-hmm. such. They're awesome. So. Honest and professional. Yes, love it. 630 956 1800. So let's talk about um, yesterday we were lucky enough to be on a little ocean kayak Uh in the middle of the Gulf. Okay. Well, here I had a realization because, Todd, um, I was going down to the ocean with uh, my niece and nephew and JC and Cameron, and he was with Skylar, and she was supposed to be taking a nap on him or something. Anyway, so I said, okay, well, I'm going to go down to the ocean with the kids. And then I noticed that Todd had come down after me like five minutes later with Skylar. And then, we haven't even talked about this, and then I'm out on a sandbar in the ocean, and I notice that Skylar is sitting alone on the beach by herself. She was sunbathing. No, 
And then she was screaming, Mama, <laughs> Mama. And I was, and it took everything I had in my power to walk through the ocean to get to the sandbar because it was dang cold. As much as you wanted to tell me how warm it was, it was warm. Todd warm. was arguing with me, win win, because he was telling me how warm it is. I don't like the wind, I just know it was warm. <laughs> Relatively speaking, it probably was warm for an ocean, but dang, it was cold. And so it took everything I had to get through the water to get to the sandbar. So Skyler's pretty far from me. I'm in like the ocean. And I'm in my, in my thought, my annoyance at the moment was I had been with her for the last two days at the pool. And mm-hmm. this was the first time I'd really walked away. Right. <laughs> and you left I, her. I, I popped her on the beach. <laughs> And I went to go get the kayaks because they were closing. Okay, but see, those are all pieces that only you know. Like, those are things that now I understand, right? Right. And, like, you were not wrong for getting the kayaks, but before I walked to the ocean, I'm like, why is Skylar alone on the beach? So my sister, being a nice person on her birthday, walked right through the water to get Skylar and was, like, trying to help her until you got back. But Skylar was a mess because she's alone on the beach. I would have never done that. Like left Skylar alone. Even, you know, you're probably like, well, they're right there. You guys were right there. You were I, all looking at her. I know, but we were in the ocean. We were far from her, you know, in relatively speaking. A 20 second walk. Okay. See, here's the, here's what we wanted to talk about is regardless of the details, because we're not necessarily going to agree on this. Todd with the kids is a lot more free spirited. He lets them like steer a car. He let them drive a golf cart at his dad's house. He leaves them on the beach <laughs> alone. He's this kind of free spirit with the kids. I mean, he's, he, I, I'm making I'm you sound bad. Structured. You're less structured and you're more open-minded about some of the things they can do. And I am not comfortable with those things. So I get frustrated. And like we went out on that. Then when you brought the kayaks out, when Skylar was fine, the girls were going way far out. And I was like, I don't want them to do that. And you're like, what's the big deal? Yeah, and we're he, all wearing life jackets. Yeah. Like I can justify it to Every, that. And but so body, can I, right? Right. So the bottom line is this. What I realized in a meditation, which was nice, mm-hmm. was that um, I, Todd with money, is very tight and conservative. Very high strung. Very high strung. Very, very concerned. I am not. I love the work I do. I sometimes forget I get paid for it. I turn things down if I don't want to do it. I'm very low key. And he, the reason I'm able to be that way is because he is so conservative and high strung. I get to be low key. I carry it. What I realized is it's the opposite with child rearing. He's low key and I'm high strung. And the reason he gets to be low key is because I am high strung. You carry the worry for me. Right. So you get to go be free spirit. Mm -hmm. And in the work world, in the world of money, I go be free spirit and you are conservative. I carry the worry. So why that was an important realization for me, and we talked about this this morning when we were on the beach, is that it helps me have more respect for what he's doing with money and that I get the gift of being light carefree with my work yeah. and it, i'm very serious about what i do but i don't worry about mm-hmm. it and what i wanted him to see because of course there's a method to my madness here is do you understand that i have to be more conservative with the kids because you are so out there that i have to pull back a little bit so what would happen if like we both woke up one day and decided to completely act out of character and i started you know not working and spending money like crazy and you started taking kids on ocean kayaks and not work like what would happen see i don't know and i don't know if it'd be possible we'd probably get through two hours and say i can't do this because it's not part of who i am and vice versa but what i think it's about it's not about trading or necessarily being like the other person it's like you know look at a spectrum we're both kind of extreme on the other sides can we 
kind of, because the truth is I want to go out on a kayak. Mm -hmm. It's not about Kathy's afraid of kayaks or afraid of the water or anything. It's that in this moment, I am watching three children in the middle of the ocean. So for me to take off on a kayak makes no sense to me. But can I begin to trust or ask for help Mm -hmm. and say, will you guys watch these kids so I can go do this? Mm -hmm. And, and so I don't want to be so tight that I can't enjoy. I used to be that way, and I think I'm a little better, but right. it's still, I still am more cautious, and I think you like to call it fearful, mm-hmm. um, which there is definitely fear is a part of it, but I'm more thoughtful about this. Like when the girls are swimming, I'd much prefer to be closer, mm-hmm. and you'd say, oh, they're fine. I have my earphones on. I'm reading my book, and I appreciate your trust, but to me, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You have to watch them. So now let's turn it on money, right. and then you'll see you know, how it's exactly the same. I'm like, money will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you kind of have this this carefree way about you. And I believe it does. I mean, that's not like an an act. And that's not to say that you go out shopping at Target and just spend money. No, I don't waste money. No, you don't. You're actually very, very uh, conscious of that, and I appreciate that. But having said that, I do carry more of the worry for our family. So, and so right there, you as a father are super conscious, Mm -hmm. highly conscious all the time. Hyper-conscious, the point where it's debilitating. Well, no, I'm talking about... You as a father. Oh, I'm trying to balance Sorry. out. Sorry, I thought I, I thought we were talking about money. Stuff. No, no, that is that's the debilitating part. But what I'm saying is, you as a father are highly conscious too. So it's not like you know, like you're saying, I'm conscious. I don't spend money like crazy. You also are not like ridiculous with the kids. You don't leave them home alone mm-hmm. or anything. You're just more low key. It's like you. Well, it was like that night. <laughs> that night that um, you thought the locks were broken at our house. Oh, I was so angry. And they, it turns out they weren't. We just didn't know how to work the door handle versus how it interacted with the lock. But I just said, let's just stick a chair up there. Oh, my gosh. For the night. Because oh we live gosh. in a nice neighborhood. Okay, we live in a nice neighborhood. I do feel safe in Elmhurst. But that happened to be the week where there were two break-ins in homes. Mm-hmm. I don't live my life worrying about that kind of stuff. But I am also not oblivious to the yeah, fact that there are things happening. Sand, right. right. I'm like, listen, two break-ins. There's obviously some randoms in our neighborhood. One was a block away. Right. And you're like, let's stick a chair under the broken door and let our three children sleep. Yeah, it's just for one night. Okay, and... Todd, that's like saying, let's just do it once. You won't get pregnant. But you know what? I mean, it's an idiotic way to... But what are the odds, really? I don't care about the odds. I would never take that risk because if it was that 1%, that was my intentional choice. Decision, right. If, if that door was unlocked and I didn't know it I, it, I mean, I'd probably still kick myself, but... It wasn't intentional. Right, but the if fact I, that you know it. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe. And I was angry, wasn't I? I yeah. was like, I am not. And usually I'm like, oh, whatever. I am not sleeping in this house you're with mad, an unlocked, unlocked door. You were mad at Avid Company. You know, I, I wasn't. Was I mad at Avid Company? Well, you were mad that this new house has a broken door, but it turned but out. But it was We just needed to lift the handle and turn the lock. And right. we didn't know that. Well, actually, I, I think it was a Sunday. So I was annoyed that we couldn't get it dealt with that night that night i was like seven o'clock you you said call jeremy who's right now yeah and and then i called him and he's like no no you got to do this right so So it wasn't their fault but i i wanted it taken care of and i think most people would say you don't sleep in a house when your door is broken or it's not that you don't sleep you get it fixed and you kept saying again money you're like well it's going to cost 10 times more for a locksmith i go i'm fine with that yeah i just didn't want the hassle of calling somebody at nine o'clock at night Like, I don't even know if it was capable of being fixed that night. Right. Like, without ordering new lock. You know, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know. Just stick a door in there. A door in there? uh, Stick stick a door in the door? Stick a chair under the door, and it would have been fine. 
Because that works. But that doesn't work to me. I would have never. And those are the things is even though statistically I hear you, I understand that we're in a safe neighborhood, you could justify all you want. And that is one place I would never budge is the safety of my family. Yeah. You know, it's not, I don't care about getting, well, of course I care about things getting stolen. I don't want that to happen. But the bottom line is, is I'm not going to, you know, the safety thing. Yeah. You had a hard time relaxing until uh, that door was. Well, then once it locked, it was locked. I was so happy. Mm -hmm. It was like the best. Simple pleasures. Oh my gosh. It was like I had just been given the hugest gift. Um, Third topic of the show. Okay. Because we're running out of time. Okay. I saw a nightline that said, that did a study, uh, or they covered some study that Men who have babies, testosterone gets reduced. Right. Their testosterone. Their testo- there's right. less testosterone levels in their system. Okay. Because they have babies and how that means they're less of a man and blah, 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 blah. Well, now you need to define more because men have been having babies their whole life. So what's the difference? What Men are having babies now and what's happening? Um, their testosterone levels, I don't understand what you're... What I'm saying is that why men's testosterone levels are going down now versus 20, 30 years ago is because they're more engaged in child rearing. Yeah, we are more part of, you know, it's funny, even in the nightline itself, they use the term fathers and babysitting. And that's one thing is (sighs) if you listen to this show, I'm not a big fan of when... When the dad stays home, that's referred to as babysitting. That drives me nuts <laughs> because you don't babysit your child, your father to your child. Right. But anyways, um, but yes, it happens. The testosterone drops more now because fathers are more engaged in the child role rearing. in child rearing. Like they change diapers and they feed and they do all this other stuff. And how they're actively parenting. And I don't doubt the truthfulness of the study. I'm sure that that is probably the case, but. It just kind of made me think um, in in larger terms, how is it such a bad thing if we become less manly? Because the manliness of this world is what's gotten us in trouble. The chaos of this world in trouble. You're mm-hmm. telling me that if women were the leaders of all these countries, there would be as many wars in the last no. 200 years? There There's no way. Right. And it's called getting in touch with your feminine. And when I say that... I'm sure a lot of guys out there like, oh, what does that mean? I'm gay or something like that. And it's got nothing to do with that. Getting touched, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this on a small amount of time, but the difference, uh, the idea of the masculine and feminine within your own body. Well, everybody has, again, we are born a certain gender, right? You know, male, female, but all of us have a balance of feminine and masculine. I mean, everything is feminine and masculine. Even nature Mm -hmm. is feminine and masculine. You know, father sky, mother earth, Mm -hmm. you know, everything is a balance. That's what yin yang, that's what our symbol for Zen parenting is. It's the balance of everything. And so it's not only just Todd is the man, I am the woman. Within Todd, there are feminine qualities. Within me, there are masculine qualities. And it's about balancing those things out and pulling the best out of both of them right. and um, so people get really afraid about claiming especially this other, guys especially guys I don't I, I don't think women get afraid when they talk about the masculine uh, qualities in a woman mm-hmm. but I think a lot of dudes out there get afraid when they talk about the feminine qualities of a man they do but some women take it too far right and I'm not I'm not talking about sexuality I'm not talking about lesbian gay I'm talking about things in the workplace um, you know where uh, a woman believes they have to be this this and this to get far, right. in, you know, they have to become like a man. In order to lead or whatever. In order to and lead. Instead true. of being a woman right. 
who can utilize all the feminine qualities they have and pull from their masculine. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in our society, the woman is still thought of as a bitch if they like Roseanne Barr, Ellen DeGeneres, right, or or Hillary Clinton, or you know, a powerful woman is very scary to people. Not just men either. Some women are afraid because sometimes powerful women shine so brightly that women are like, don't don't do that because then I have to rise to that. And and I don't know if many women will agree with me, but that's I believe what happens in our society is we're more afraid of people shining right. because then that then we're looked upon as we have to shine too right. and that's scary and difficult but still what needs to happen mm-hmm. so you know it, just like what you said what's happening with men and especially it's even in our society you know someone like Brad Pitt who is in the media you know who's taking again people are going to fight me on this but at least in the media it appears like he's taking more of an active role in parenting mm-hmm. you know that he's there you know Angelina goes to do a movie and he's in charge or whatever i don't care if it's true it's a good image for right. our society right. Because um, that it it lends some value or not value. What's the word? Credibility mm-hmm. for people who look outside of themselves. Like, oh, this is normal. Right. I mean, do we absolutely need to have it, you know Hollywood do it? So mm-hmm. we'll do it. No, but that's what does inspire people sometimes. Sometimes, yes. And so you know, that's just it was a time. You know, a generation is different. It's mm-hmm. a different time, and men have the capability the capability and the desire to be more a part of child rearing and women have a desire to child rear, but also do some work outside the home and the balance is really beautiful. Well, and I feel like this is a good topic for, um, for another show. I mean, I think this hopefully is just a a, lead in, a lead in to another show because I feel like we could talk a half hour about this. I agree. Let's, let's table this and bring this up next week. Okay. Cause I mean, I would, I would like to go through a list of what are the feminine qualities we're talking about? What are the masculine? And so, and in the world of, you know, that, I like to be in or that, you know, we call it essential feminine, right. you know, that everybody has essential feminine and we need to bring that more into the world. Right. Um, so it's not about men are bad, women are good. That's mm. not what it is. Mm. It's about that we're both needed. Well, and I'll call the dads out and say, get in touch with your feminine, even though you don't know what that means. Amen. Yet. We're going to talk about that soon. So, um, do you, let's see, we're pretty much out of time. So okay. just buy Kathy's books. Okay. Yeah. You know, it, it's because the I'm holidays. worried because I'm worried about money. <laughs> The holidays are over, but one thing, if you go to my website, kathycadams.com, I do have a a baby gift set. So if you're going to a baby shower or a new mom or someone just had a baby, um, there is a gift set just like the holiday one, but there's a little bear on it instead, so it's cute. And um, that's it for this week. We will uh, talk to you all in 2012. Yes. This is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Adios. Bye. Bye.